listening to the official podcast of Oasis Community Church, where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything's possible. If you'd like to learn more about Oasis, request prayer, or get in touch with a pastor, visit our website at oasischurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Because children have abounding vitality, because they are in spirit fierce and free, therefore they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again, and the grown-up person does it again until he is nearly dead. For grown-up people are not strong enough to exult in monotony. But perhaps God is strong enough to exult in monotony. It is possible that God says every morning, Do it again to the sun. And every evening, do it again to the moon. It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has just never gotten tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy. For we have sinned and grown old, and our Father is younger than we. I'm so glad to be with you today, and uh, the title of the service or sermon today is The One for the Kids. And here in just a few minutes, we're going to do some uh, child dedications, which is, as a pastor, one of my favorite things to do, as you might imagine. This particular uh, quote that you just heard read is from G.K. Chesterton. And there's so many things about it that I really love. The idea that adults just aren't strong enough to uh, kind of celebrate monotony, right? It's not that... um, We've, we've grown up and we've matured and so therefore we've moved past it. It's like we just don't have the strength for it, right? As, the, as they said, you know, the child says, do it again, do it again, until the adult's like <laughs> exhausted, right? So children are this great gift, but cultures have not always appreciated children. The Aramaic, the language that Jesus spoke, the word for child could also be translated slave. And, and children didn't own anything in the ancient world. Like for Jesus to say that the kingdom of God belongs to such as these would have been something beyond the imagination of the disciples. It's why I think the disciples are always trying to kind of keep the children away. Like, here come children. They're like, get these kids out of here. We're doing the, the work. We're doing the ministry. And Jesus is like, time out. No, bring the children close. Such the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. It's almost nonsensical to the ancient ear. But here's the point. If the kingdom of God belongs to children, like if even children can possess the kingdom of God, then the kingdom of God is for us all. No one is excluded. There are lots and lots of children in the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel that Alan read this passage from. There's 
um, Jairus' daughter who is sick, and Jesus goes and he raises her up. There's the Syrophoenician woman who comes to Jesus and advocating for her daughter who has been demonized. She's like, my, my, my daughter's demon-possessed. If you, if you just speak the word, she'll be delivered. And, of course, Jesus initially kind of balks at the idea, and he gives this kind of unexpected metaphor that the bread is for the children, not for the dogs. And she comes back and says, yeah, but even the dogs get the crumbs off the table. And Jesus is like, that's a really good point. <laughs> Your daughter is healed. Then there's this other boy. It's in Mark chapter 9. Jesus has just come down from the mountain with Peter, James, and John, where he was kind of transfigured into a person of light. And they saw Moses and Elijah. All of that had just happened. And they got down off the mountain. And there's this boy who's been kind of demonized. And the other disciples are trying to exercise the demon, but they're failing to do so. And so Jesus does and kind of delivers the boy. And then Jesus also will say that children are uh, blessed. And then we get to this point in, in Mark uh, chapter 10 that Alan read for us and said, the kingdom of God belongs to these. So there's children all over, all over the gospel. And if we back up and if we look at the Bible as a whole, there's a way in which the theme of the child starts at the very beginning and is carried all the way through. It's the child of promise. The child represents hope. The birth of the child has all of this possibility of a future. And in the very beginning, right? So we have the first humans, and they make some mistakes, and there's going to be some consequences. But even there, the woman has said that she will give birth to a child, and the child... The, the serpent might bruise the child's heel, but the child shall crush the serpent's head. So there is the promise of a child who will come and deliver. That, that's carried, carried through kind of time and time again. All of this expectation of a Messiah, the, the birth of one who would come and deliver, is, is written in so many parts of the Jewish belief in their songs, in their prayers, in their scriptures, that one of the rabbis said, in every child is the Messiah. The idea being, we're going to have to change the culture where children are not valued or prioritized, and we're going to have to value and prioritize the children because our hope is tied into the birth of a child. So every child that's born, who's to say if that one doesn't become the Messiah? And every child is the Messiah. And of course, we know at one point that was the case. We celebrated every year with Advent the anticipation and the expectation of the birth of the king. And we talk about love and joy and peace and hope. And we celebrate that. Now, I'd like to say this about families and the way in which we now live as Christian. Now, I don't want to get too heady here. But sometimes the way in which our culture imagines what a family is, is that it like insists that in order to be a family, you have to be married. 
And in order even for a married couple to be a full family, they have to have a kid. But I think all of that's a bit misguided. I mean, there was this idea of populating the earth, but just in case you know, we don't need to populate the earth anymore. We're pretty populated, <laughs> right? That's, that's not our problem. <laughs> and then the idea that the Messiah would come, we don't need another Messiah. And so there's so many Christian ways to be in the world that are legitimate ways to be in the world. Full, flourishing ways to be in the world, like being single. Being single is a valid way to be a Christian. Or being married without kids is a valid way of being Christian. Like, there's not one way to be the Christian because all of this has been fulfilled. And I think that's important. Because as we say in this series called Friends, it's the one where everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. Now, today, the one for the kids, we are focusing on the ways in which the kids are welcome. And kids, now I'm speaking to you. If you're a kid in the room, this is for you. You are welcome. You are loved. You are us. Sometimes I grew up as a kid. I was a kid one day. I know that surprises you. And I would hear things like, the kids are the future. And I understand the sentiment of that. Because I do think kids kind of embody hope. But I would like to say, unless I'm misunderstanding Jesus, the kids aren't just the future. The kids are the present. Such is the kingdom of God. Now, Scripture is also filled with the cultural sentiment about kind of, um, I don't know, it's a little disparaging of children, right? Like the Apostle Paul would say, when I was a child, I thought like a child, but now I'm an adult, right? And it's a way of like, we don't want to be kids. But if I can pull in this wisdom from G.K. Chesterton for a moment and differentiate between being childish, which I don't want to be childish, I don't think, and being childlike. Like, I think we can be childlike. We can, we can be full of faith and forgiveness and hope like a child. We can have that energy that's not so easily um, depleted. We can, we can say to God, do it again. We, we, can, we can not just kind of be worn by our, our days and our age, and we can appreciate the sunrise and the sunset and the, and the laughter, particularly in a child's voice. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that it's not all easy, and I'm not trying to in any way pretend that it is. I'll, I'll say it, I'm going to go ahead and say it now, but I'll probably say it again. When you're parenting and when you have children or if there are children in your lives, if they're the kids of your friends or family, your kind of aunts or uncles or you're fostering or adopting or you're just in a church where there are kids around, yes, I get it. It takes some patience. 
We say um, the days may be long, but the years are short. There's some wisdom in that, friends. The days may be long, but the years are short. So let's celebrate them. Let's, let's hold on to them. Let's, let's, let's appreciate them while we have it. It's not the easiest thing to do, right? We often appreciate things after the fact. But I think scriptures like this scripture and church services like this church service when we're going to dedicate the children is a time for us to pause and in the moment appreciate what we have, which is this beautiful gift of the child, the promise fulfilled and still yet to be fulfilled here, but not yet realize all that it might be. It's a glorious time, and I'm grateful for it. And I pray that all of us might have the heart and the faith of a child. And like our God, not get so encumbered by sin. I love the last bit of that quote. It says, we have sinned and grown old and our father is younger than we. The Lord's done a lot to forgive us. Let's just receive that forgiveness so not to be so worn by this so that we can, as we say, we are the children of God and that we might live just like that. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to support us, you can do so by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and if you want to contribute to Oasis financially, you can go to oasischurch.org. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen.